Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sosa on Delay. I don't really have nothing to say, you know, but I, I like to talk. I like to hear my own voice. I like to hear the sound of my own voice. Um, I'm egocentric like that. You know, um, I was talking to a guy from Nigeria. He said he got a girlfriend and he loved her very much. I asked him, are you going to marry her? He said, a wedding is very expensive. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, they have justice of the peace here. We can just walk into any building, any justice of the peace, courthouse, whatever, here in America, and they will officiate and marry you, and you can sign the papers and maybe, I don't know, pay $50, $25 for the licensing fee, and then it's done. Because we are, you know, kind of... <laughs> As a result of having a melting pot, a cultural and religious melting pot, we have also erased some of the unnecessary pageantry in some areas of life. So he's a, I don't know how poor he is, but he don't got enough money to quote unquote marry his girlfriend because he is going to have to have a big party for everybody. Big gown, big suit, big dinner performance, music, DJ, event space, big, 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 big thing. Now, all of this money that's spent for this big party, right? Can you eat that? Can you flip it? Can you invest it? Can you use it to reduce your taxable income? No, you can't do any of that. It's just a big expenditure that you never see the returns on. Oh, I thought my gas was empty, but I got a quarter tank. God is pro God provides for me, because I said I was gonna go to the gas station and I didn't go, but there's a quarter tank in here, even though the needle was on zero when I turned it on. So what's the efficiency of that? It's just like us here, it doesn't matter if you're in Nigeria, it don't matter if you're in your New York, LA, Chicago, whatever. You know, we're walking around, we, we don't have any money, we can't pay our rent, we can't pay our bills, we got credit is bad. I sound like John Hope right now. And everything is wrong, but we got Ferragamo belts on, we got uh, Gucci shades on, we got, um, you know, we got um, Hermes belt on, we got, uh, I don't know, polo socks on, polo t-shirt on, polo hat on, all these things, all these things to assign value to ourselves visually from the external, but no substance. No substantiated or substantial value monetarily or even spiritually. Because if you spiritually were wealthy, if you were strong in your spirit, you say, listen, I don't need to do all of that. I don't need to impress people. I'm trying to impress God. I'm trying to get into heaven. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to have some food to eat. I'm trying to have a place to live. I'm trying to be able to sustain myself. I'm trying to, you know, prepare myself for the next day so that tomorrow I can eat again and again and again. I'm not gonna spend money on extravagance and, and pageantry and fashion just for the sake of public approval from people who don't know me, don't like me, or wouldn't even help me after I make this crazy expenditure. Yeah, like I said before, if you're in sales, if you're in in outside sales or if you're doing sales or whatever outside sales because if you're you're doing telemarketing and you're doing sales from your office i mean you just need to be presentable enough to be in 
congruence with the work attire, but you don't need to impress the, 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 the customer. You know, if you're in outside sales now, like these guys in medical sales, these guys in medical sales, they're doing, I don't know, $200,000, $500,000, million dollar sales to hospitals, to the doctor's office, whatever the case may be. So they like to present themselves in a way that is conducive to conveying success. That, yeah, you know, I get a lot of sales. I get a lot of sales. Look at me. I get a lot of sales. That means a lot of people want what I'm selling. I'm successful. It's like a man marketing himself to a woman or a, any person marketing themselves to a boss at a job. You're not going to show up with it to the interview looking disheveled or distressed. You want to be presentable. You want to look sturdy. You want to make sure that your teeth look healthy. Like when somebody's looking in the horse's mouth. They say don't look in the horse's mouth because that phrase means don't, don't look into it because then you're going to see that it's not. It's not what you want. So anyhow, you you know, they look at the horse's teeth, they look at the horse's hooves, you know, they tap his leg to see if his leg is firm. You want to be presentable so that you can get the job, so you can get that coitus or that that relationship or that um, date or whatever the case may be. And that applies to outside sales. But when you're doing telephone sales or you're doing sales through some kind of way where you're not even being seen, you know, like when they say you have a face for radio, that means your face is not really presentable. You don't have a face for TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you want to spend money on the Ferragamo and the, all this other stuff, and it's a business expense because you're doing outside sales and you need to present yourself to these people, that's understandable. That's an investment in your business. And in, and in the case that it is an investment in the business and it's something that you use it for business, you can put it on one of the expenses of the business. People use the word tax write-off. It doesn't really mean what, it, what people like to think it means. Tax write-off when you're talking about an individual is reducing your taxable income. Tax write-off when you're talking about a business, you want to show losses. So you put down that you bought these clothes as an expenditure. So that when you do your when you balance all your money and you see that you added this to the negative. Because you don't want to show too much profit. Or you don't want to you want to capture all your losses. Matter of fact, it's not that you don't want to show too much profit. You want to capture all of your losses because you lost money in a lot of places. You may not have realized, but you lost money in a lot of places. You make a lot of expenditures to do this business. You spent money on gas. You spent money on food and cl impressing clients. All of this was in hopes of getting some business. All of this was in the process of doing business. So you want to report all of these losses so you only get taxed on what you need to get taxed on which is your um, profit. You get taxed on profit, you don't get taxed on revenue. So throughout your process of doing things, you have to document that. So anyhow, so if you're spending on Gucci, Ferragamo, and Louis V, and big car, and BMW, and whatever, you can, you can put, that on, put that on your losses. Put that on your expenditures, your business expenditures. So anyhow, what I'm saying is that, <laughs> talking to the kid from Nigeria, he says he lives in a place in Nigeria called Port Harcourt. So I went on Google Maps and I'm looking at Port Harcourt. Port Harcourt looks like where I come from, which is Jamaica. Port Harcourt looks 
um, Port Harcourt. Looks like Kingston. Not the presentable part of it, but the more inner city part of it. The more um, residential, not residential, but the more, um, it's the commercial area, but the commercial area that the locals visit. So it's, uh, you know, it needs some infrastructure work. Actually, Jamaica is a little, infrastructure is a little bit better positioned than Port Harcourt, um, at least in the downtown and the city areas. Um, you know, I didn't see any goats walking around. If you go to Jamaica right now, you come off of the airplane and you're driving through Kingston, you're gonna see some goats around, you're gonna see some dogs walking around, stuff like that. I didn't see that in, in Port Harcourt, which is in Nigeria. Um, um, so, you know, you're in a position where you're in a eh, developing nation. They don't call it third world anymore. They call it developing nation. You're in a developing nation. I mean, Nigeria is rich in oil, but you're in a developing nation. You yourself, you know, are trying to make ends meet. You're trying to basically eke out of existence. He's in a relationship with a young lady. I don't know if they live together or whatever the case may be. I have no idea. But if they are, they, they're potentially teetering, tottering on a unexpected reproduction. You know? And if you're not financially stable already, I mean, he's 22 years old, but if you're not financially stable already, you're going to even be even more unstable. So, you know, you want to marry her and make it legal because a child needs two parents, 90, over 90% of the children in prison don't have a father in the home. So it's very important for them to get married and it's very good for them to do that. I'm hypocritical in saying that, but I understand that the institution is a great institution for not only the child but for the nation because like I said 98 per, over 90 percent of the prisoners the people in jail didn't have a father in the home that means that they're out here becoming a pariah to the world so having the two parents makes them only if they ever go to jail, they'll only be they'll be less than ten percent of the prison population. Isn't that crazy? So let's divide two into. I think the number is. I'm gonna say the number is ninety-two. I feel like it's ninety-eight, but I'm gonna say it's ninety-two, right? So divide two into ninety-two. That's forty-seven. No, that's forty-six. I'm sorry, forty-six. So that's forty-six times. So if you're if your father's not in the home, you're 46 times more likely to spend some time in prison. Now, yeah, you're 46 times more likely to spend some time in prison based on the stats. Wait a minute, I'm dividing two into 90 what? To 92? That's not what I should do. I should divide eight into 92. I'm sorry, let me fix that. Eight into 92, eight, eight, 64, uh, 8 times 12 is 96. Uh, so it's like 11 point something. So you're about 11 point something times more likely to go to prison. Which is 1,100 times more likely to go to prison. Anyhow, so it's good if they have a child for them to be married. Wonderful. 
like I said, I'm a hypocrite in, in, in that respect, but hey, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about statistics. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about society, how society's developing, how societies are built. Um, we have so many other ills, actually, you know, that those aren't the only factors. Those aren't the only factors. It's not every child that, that doesn't have a father in the home end up in the prison system. You know, it's not everyone. Not everyone, but they make up the majority of the prison population. Okay, so it's, like I said, it increases the probability a thousand times. And most people don't go to jail. The prison population in the United States is 2 million. And there's 330 million people in America. So 2 into 330 is what? 165? 2 into 330 is 165. So if you make that into a percentage, 165, you got 1,650 percent. <laughs> I mean, whatever. If you if you if you if your percentage is based on that two million, you got one thousand. What? One thousand. What? One thousand six hundred and fifty percent chance of not going to prison. Just 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 being a just being a regular person that doesn't do crime. You're you're a one thousand or don't get caught for crime. You're one thousand six hundred and fifty percent probability not to go to prison. That means that most people, it's hardly anybody to go in. It's hardly anybody going. Out of every 160 people, one person goes to jail. That's what it really means. Out of every 160 people, yeah. Anyhow, um, you can do the math. People like to twist around the numbers sometimes. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I'm not twisting around the numbers. So it's, it's one out of every 160 people is in prison. Um, now we would have to de develop, de find out what percent. Anyhow, I don't want to do that investigation. Anyhow, all I'm saying is that being materialistic, consumerist, and like, you know, just flexing. Flexing is not really going to put you in a good financial position. It doesn't matter what your demographic or where you. Well, if you're the demographic where you got money, <laughs> if you're demographic where you're wealthy. Like your, yeah, like your, like your Bill Gates's two daughters, you know, whose money will never run out within their lifetime, or your Princess Kate, or your the Queen of England, or your the King of England, or your the Prince of England. As long as you, you know, your money will never run out. So in that case, now you can buy as much Louis V, Ferragamo, Hermes, Louis V. They're all owned by the same company. But buy as much as you want. Have the big wedding, the big wedding with the horses coming down, and the, you know what I mean. Everything. Do it. You can do it. But for the regular plebs, the regular unwashed. The proletariat or whatever the word is. I don't know. The regular people. Not even the regular people. The, the impoverished. Don't do that. If you're... Tr the thing about it is that we forgot that we were trying to... Lift ourselves up out of our situation. And instead of trying to lift ourselves out of our situation. We're just trying to flex and look cute in it. 
remember when I was coming up, some people lived in the projects that were across the street. They owned a Jaguar, and not an old Jaguar either, a new one. When the new S-Type Jaguars came out, the new design came out, somebody in the projects had one. That means they're living on subsidized housing, but they're driving a car that at that time was probably more than it cost to rent like a three-bedroom house, probably. In 1995, you could probably you could probably rent a good two-bedroom apartment for $1,000. And they were probably paying, mm, I don't know, $700 a month between insurance and, and car payments for that Jaguar. So what do we prioritize? We prioritize flexing over real financial independence, stability, viability, and um, security. You know? Anyhow, man, um, why am I talking about finance? Like, what is that? Why I'm talking about finance all the time is because when it comes to hum- what human beings worry about, their top three worries are their health, relationships, and money. And if you go to the top four, money occurs twice. Because one is about money and one is about their job. And I was just looking at a money magazine post on Instagram. 67% of Americans prioritize their relationships over their financial stability. Anyhow, he's got to make his young lady happy. Have a big wedding. But if I knew a guy... He wanted to buy a house. He had $20,000. This is back in, I don't know, 2013, after the housing downturn. With 2013, $20,000 is 10%. You could get you a nice little two-bedroom house in New York City or Long Island on the outskirts. Nothing fancy, just something basic, a starter home. And uh, FHA loan only requires 5%. So you could have put down 5%. You could have put down 10 grand and had 10 grand in your pocket. And blended in the closing costs if you want. But he said his wife wanted a big wedding. And I don't think even in New York, 20 grand is a big wedding. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The other day I tried to have a birthday party. And I spoke to somebody that's associated with a party planner. I said... How much can I get for this amount of money? For, for X amount of money, how, how much party can I get? He said, well, that can't do nothing. <laughs> so I was like, all right, forget it. No party. It's crazy. I ain't got nothing more to say. Thanks for listening.